welcome to the Learning for Good podcast. Nonprofit learning leaders want to develop the skills their people need to scale their mission and create greater impact. If that's you, you're in the right place. This show guides you through learning and development best practices, top trends, and aha moments so you can deliver the very best staff development opportunities, even in a virtual world. It's Learning for Good with your host, Heather Burright. All right. Welcome, Kay. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Good to see you again, Heather. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on this episode. You're my first guest, which is super exciting. And I'm excited to talk to you today about um, DEI training initiatives and what you have experienced within your career. I know you've spent time um, in and out of nonprofits over the years. And so I'd love for you to share just a little bit as we jump in, just about your career journey and, and what maybe your proudest career moment has been something that you think would be interesting or fun um, to share with our with our audience? Sure, sure. Um, well, uh, my career spans more than 20 years, and I, I like to think of my career in two parts. Um, the first 10 plus years really spent in marketing communications. And so um, I have a master's degree in integrated marketing communications. And so I spent the first part of my career really supporting organizations um, with uh, media relations, um, mainly nonprofit organizations um, started here in Chicago, um, supporting the media relations efforts for a social justice organization, organization really focused on eradicating poverty and racism. So um, little did I know that work would really become sort of bedrock to some of the work that I'm doing right now. So it's interesting how careers work, but uh, really focused on uh, media relations there and then working with other nonprofits later in their internal communications and employee communications, supporting organizations through major change initiatives and the employee communications that are needed to support those types of change initiatives. It was at that point that um, I was at the University of Illinois supporting an enterprise resource planning um, implementation that I dabbled in adult learning and creating some non-training training. training. (laughs) So I wasn't officially in the training department, but I started to develop um, small workshops for faculty members and staff and students to really help them understand and understand the changes that they would need to make in how they operated or functioned within the university. And that's when I got bit by the bug, I would say, and really fell in love with with not only um, how I could support people in changing behavior through communications, but really looking at what types of um, learning and development opportunities could be provided to support um, behavior change and um, really supporting what I really fell in love with was supporting employees with helping them to really feel um, more confident and competent in the work that they do every day. So that was uh, that first 10 years really focused on internal communications and uh, media relations. And then the last 
15 or so years, I've really been focused on adult learning and supporting for-profits and non-for-profit organizations and um, aligning L&D activities to organizational strategy. Um, and now at my current nonprofit organization, my work is really have, has been focused on supporting the early childhood education field with by providing professional development opportunities for them and specifically focusing on how do early childhood education professionals um, practice um, the work that they do through a DEIB lens. And so providing opportunities for professional development for those who work in early learning centers and uh, across the country, thinking about that zero to five-year-old and the, the, fan, the children and families and those who actually are part of their education, how do they practice using that DEIB lens and DEIB principles in the work that they do every day? Oh, what a, an interesting space to be in, right? Working with, um, you know, our youngest, <laughs> really our youngest people in the nation and their families to figure out how do we really start to um, do all of this work with that, um, that layer of inclusion and that layer of equity and making sure that we're really helping people feel like they belong and preparing people. And like you said, integrating some of that behavior change um, aspect of it into it as well. So uh, tell me a little bit about, um, so for this particular um, initiative that you're a part of, how did it start? What was maybe the driving force behind it or the impact that uh, the organization was hoping to see? Yeah, well, uh, it has been a priority for the, the leadership in the organization and board to really focus in this area. Um, the goal, part of the, 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 the focus of the organization that I work for is really, it's early childhood education, but really looking at how can we provide the professional development that um, focuses on um, supporting children and families and really closing the opportunity gap for children and families. So with that kind of mission, it has been a natural fit to really look at how do early childhood professionals um, show up every day and do the work that they do and how do they do that with the lens towards um, diversity, inclusion and equity. So has been um, for a long time, a priority for the organization. Um, I would say since I've been with the organization, it has, which has been um, just under a year right now, um, has really become into more, more of a priority. Um, it has been prioritized even more um, for the organization, thinking about, um, thinking about challenges within the field and in our, in our nation, really, and how our communities are diverse and how we engage with communities, particularly children and families, is so, so important. Great. So it sounds like it's a really 
good fit with the mission um, and you have the support of leadership, you have the support of the board because they are driving kind of an organization-wide effort and then you're able to focus in on the professional development that those early childhood, early childhood educators need um, in order to serve families well. So what, how did you uh, decide what goals or objectives you were gonna set for the DEI training itself? Well, prior to coming to the organization, there was quite a bit of work already underway to really identify what those goals were. So there was some market research with early childhood professionals and other types of um, activities that the organization had already in play, had already conducted research. And um, that was already in place when I got, when I came to the organization. What our goals really are broadly is really to create um, welcoming and inclusive learning experiences for professionals within early childhood education field um, to impact practice, how they actually um, do their work and show up every day to close the opportunity gap for children and families. So that is broadly what our what our goals are. And so there was lots of activities that were done prior to me getting to the organization that led down this path of this sort of broad goal that we have. Right. And then based on those goals and what you're trying to achieve, what did you all decide to offer um, in, in terms of training? Yeah. So I would say, um, so there was, there's, there's kind of two different large streams of work that is happening in the organization. I think this is very common for organization to, I hope some of your, some of your viewers and listeners would probably identify with this. There's the internal work for the organization, right? That, that happens with, um, uh, related to DEI, but then start early, which is the organization that I that I work for, that we actually offer professional development for the early childhood education field across the country. So there's the how does DEI shape the work that we that we do and how does um, what we do help impact those whom we're serving with professional development. So these two streams of work, the organization, internal organizational work that's happening simultaneously to the, the 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 learning hub, which is part of the division that I work for, um, really looking at how do we offer professional development to help um, early childhood education professionals build their knowledge and skills um, from a DEI lens. So those two parallel tracks of work are happening. So from the perspective of how we offer professional development, we're looking at sort of three three areas of work or where we've really been focused on is three areas of work related to professional development. One, we conducted an audit with an internal, with an external organization of our professional development. So we took a subset of all the professional development offerings that we, that we offer, a subset of them, and we work with an external company to really look at them from a DEI lens and to provide some, some recommendations for us as we think about content creation and delivery as well as facilitation. So that was sort of one of the early steps that we took. And from that, 
we have now started to revise our current professional development offerings using a DEI lens um, based on those recommendations from the external company who conducted the audit. So that's to revise what we currently have. Also using those recommendations, how do we create new professional development using those recommendations? And then this, this one other sort of bucket of work has really been so, so much fun and very interesting um, is around how do we facilitate? So we have internal facilitators of professional development. How do we really skill them up to facilitate in ways that is that that are welcoming, that are inclusive? So that's a whole nother um, area of our work and where we're really focused right now is thinking about how do we really facilitate these experiences for professionals? So those are like three areas of work that we're focused on that really support our goal, um, revising our current um, professional development, um, thinking about the creation of new professional development that uses some of those recommendations um, around DEI, and then really looking at how do we deliver those experiences from a facilitation perspective. Yeah, I love those streams of work because you're looking at both what is being created and how that looks, right? Like the design, if you think about instructional design, you're thinking about the design of the course itself, but you're also thinking about the delivery and you're thinking about the facilitator, which can often be overlooked, right? Sometimes organizations focus more heavily on the design, some focus more heavily on the facilitation, but to have both of those things in a really good place that just makes the professional development that much stronger. Absolutely, absolutely. We're also looking, you know, just um, following up on the, the just the critical role that facilitators play. Um, looking at how do we how do we build an internal certification for our 150 plus facilitators that we have in the organization. So we're looking at this from a long-term perspective, not a one and done, let's train them, but also thinking about how do we continue to um, offer development opportunities for them, certify them, and then recertify them going forward. Yeah, I love the sustainability of that and really thinking through how do we create quality and then and maintain it, you know, once that has been created? What, um, what challenges have you experienced as you've started thinking through these three streams of work that you have? It's definitely been a challenge to think through the, the cadence of things, keeping in mind that we're there's this internal work that needs to happen within the organization around diverse inclusion, equity, and belonging. So the internal work that's happening in terms of providing opportunities for the, um, the staff at the organization to um, develop and um, lean into their own journey around DEIB. Um, so that work is happening at the same time we're looking at the work that we offer to the early childhood workforce. So 
what has been challenging is to consistently stay aligned with what's happening within the organization and just understanding the, the, the ebb and flow that needs to happen and what makes sense to do first and what makes sense to wait. Um, so those types of consistent sort of evaluations are, that, are, that are happening has been challenging and, and has added an interesting dynamic to the work. I can imagine that would be complex in any situation, but when you're talking about um, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging work, everyone is on kind of an individual journey, and then there's the organizational journey, and now you're adding in a layer of uh, really almost the customer facing, right? Like your your learners um, and thinking through what their journey might look like as well. So it's definitely uh, complex and and a lot of layers to to keep in alignment for sure. Um. I don't remember if you said exactly um, when this initiative started. I know you said some work had been done prior to you joining the organization, but I would assume that even uh, early in a process like this, you're going to see some wins. You're going to see some things that are going well that you can celebrate. So tell me a little bit about that. Definitely some wins. Definitely. One in particular, um, if you think about the internal work that we just talked about and the, the, the customer facing work that, we're, that we've been doing, um, I, I would say one of the wins is actually working with staff from across the divisions within the organization around revising current um, professional development offerings. So I have the opportunity to work with this passionate team of individuals from across the divisions of work or eight or nine divisions within the organization as, as they are leaning into their own personal journey, but also working collaboratively as a team to revise the current. And some of our discussions um, revise the current professional development. So there's this sort of tactical piece of, we're gonna work together and revise our current professional development offerings. For example, how do we, um, what types of inclusive language do we need to include? So for our field, sometimes, it, within our professional development, we would actually have parents in there. So now we're thinking more inclusively in that it could be parents, but also caregivers, but also families when you think about the diversity in our communities and how children are cared for and supported. Um, so it's that tactical piece of revising our professional development and thinking about inclusive language, but then we're also having these wonderful discussions, transformative discussions around what do, how these revisions are, uh, how are we experiencing them in our own lives when we think about DEI concepts. So, and then they're also thinking about how they also facilitate. So how do we engage um, participants in our virtual learning off uh, offerings um, with uh, co-creating a group of, a group, of um, group, group norms? 
Like, how do we facilitate that dialogue? Um, and how are we being inclusive and welcoming in that space? So it's all of these types of, so like they're, so they are going through their own personal journeys while being called upon to, to revise professional development for, for the workforce. But all of these really, really nice conversations are happening and it's, it's done in collaboration with their colleagues and there's the safe space and brave space at the same time. Sometimes those conversations, those collaborative spaces are incredibly meaningful and powerful. So I love that that is happening and that you're seeing that and able to celebrate that. Um, ultimately, how will you know when you're successful? I know DEI work is never really done, but how, what are you aiming towards or how will you know that what you've done has been successful for the organization? Yeah. So if we're thinking about the over our overarching goal of creating welcome and inclusive learning, learning experiences um, that result in practice change, I, th I think there are, there are a number of ways that we'll be looking to um, know if we've, we've been successful. One is the internal work that I just talked about, like how are we collaborating in the creation and the internally in the creation and um, delivery of professional development. So how are we delivering differently? So thinking about that facilitator um, certification that I mentioned, how, how do they, how do our facilitators show up differently in learning spaces to create that welcome and inclusive um, learning experience? So I think that is a measure of success. I also think um, that um, we'll be looking at opportunities to measure practice change within the field. Um, it is an opportunity for us. It is something that we're, 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 we think about all the time and are looking for our opportunities to really measure that change within within um, organizations across the country who are participants within our professional development. So I think that um, is something we'll be looking to help us know when we're successful. And I think when we look at what, how we design learning experiences, I think that when we take a look at the old versus the new, I think we'll know that we're on the track towards success when we can design experiences that are welcoming and inclusive. So those are, those are three ways, how we design, how we deliver from a facilitation standpoint, and ultimately looking at how are these really impacting practice um, within the field. Yeah, those sound like great measures of success to be able to look at what you're creating, how it's delivered, and then ultimately, right, the impact, uh, the larger impact that you're having out in the early childhood education field. Um, well, Kate, it has been so great to have you on today. I'm so excited that you were my first guest on Learning for Good. Thank you for joining and for sharing all of your 
just wealth of information. Um, you bring such a thoughtful lens to everything that you do. And I have no doubt that you are doing the same in this particular initiative as well. So thank you for joining today and for sharing with my audience, my um, Learning for Good audience here today. Thank you. It's been an honor and, and, and a special, an extra special honor to be your first guest. Thanks for listening to the Learning for Good podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate your support. Stay connected by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and review and share the Learning for Good podcast with your community on social media.